New Right Network presents Right Now, the featured podcast of New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering the left, energizing the right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. Welcome to Right Now on the New Right Network. I'm your host, M.T. Arthur, and with me today is Rose Taylor for our Ask Me Anything interview. During today's AMA, we're going to take live questions from you, the viewers. Rose Taylor, she is an investigative journalist and editor for NRN. As a mom of two beautiful children, it's her mission to leave them an American, not destroyed by the liberal agenda. Welcome to the show, and tell us more about yourself, uh, Rose. Well, that was a pretty good introduction. So, um, like you said, I've, I'm a writer and editor for New Right Network, and I have, have been looking into the voting systems that we use here in America to do our elections uh, post-2020 election. Once they um, started uncovering the irregularities, I started digging into it. And the more that I found, the more interesting that it got. And so I decided to put together some information because what I noticed was there was pieces of information all over the internet. There was a lot of speculation, a lot of theories, a lot of, I hate to say it, but a lot of disinformation about what was happening. And so what I didn't see was anyone putting it all together in one spot. So that, not just the voting systems, but also the hammer and scorecard, which is something totally different than the voting systems. Um, but no one was connecting it all together. So I started uh, putting together a, a series of articles to try to get all the information in one spot so it was easier to see what was really going on. That's It, it seems like it was very thorough and also very fascinating. Uh, just quick overview. How, how disturbed were you about what you were looking into? Uh, well... I was disturbed. I was mad. I was uh, con- not confused in, as in confused what was going on, but confused as to how we got here, how we allowed this to happen to our country, how we allowed our one of our most important constitutional rights to be a body that votes for the person that we want to have in power in the highest office of this country. You know, I would say of the you know world. How did we get let, let it get this far so corrupted, so easily manipulated by it doesn't matter if a foreign country is uh, interfering in our election because we are interfering in our election. And, you know, in your research, uh, did, this question comes from OOJBL. Have you talked with any poll workers who had any uh, firsthand experience with the Dominion systems? I haven't spoken with any poll ro- workers that had experience with, domi- with the Dominion systems. I have spoken with a poll worker that had experience with uh, just oversight and watching what was happening in areas um, as far as uh, like in Arizona with the, the whole Sharpie Gate situation, uh, confirming that that was in fact real. Mm -hmm. Um, And did happen and could have been, uh, not could have been, I think, was part of the plan to manipulate the votes with the voting systems. Okay. And uh, this next question comes from Waze, uh, who wants to know about the German server, how that fits into everything, and what your thoughts on releasing the Kraken is 
or have we seen it or do you think it's coming still even more after today's press conference okay so as far as the german servers go i did look into that um there's not a whole lot of concrete information out there which is why i didn't write a whole lot about it yet Okay. Uh, because I don't want to put a lot of put any information out there that could be wrong because I'm seeing that happen a lot. There's a lot of rumors uh, out there. Yes, there's a lot of rumors. Um, my opinion, it's not fact, um, is that if there was servers seized, seized in Germany, which there very well could have been ser- servers seized in Germany. And like uh, Sidney Powell said today at the press conference, um, she just didn't know if the good guys got it or the bad guys got it. So that means we don't know that either. Um However, there's important things to know about that. Um, if our if our voting systems were connected to the internet, which if you look at the manual for any of the voting systems, they all have the capability of being connected, even mm-hmm. if the election workers deny that they ever were. Um, and they were, in fact, sending our data to servers that were backed up in foreign countries or even not foreign countries. It doesn't matter if it was in a foreign country. Um, that is... A way it could be very easily manipulated and when we get uh, to talking about hammer and scorecard later you'll understand why um that's so important to know that um as far as releasing the kraken goes uh sydney said a few days ago that the kraken has already been released and we're just now starting to see it and so i think the kraken has been released behind the scenes and as okay. things are starting to come out we're going to see the ramifications of that um as far as what the kraken could be i think it's the massive amount of evidence that they have um because just what they've shown us today and before today is so compelling and so overwhelming that it blows my mind that the the mainstream media is not picking up on this which we all know why they're not Mm -hmm. but it blows my mind that they're not because even with what we what we already know what is fact what is in front of us it's more than compelling it's hard evidence you have affidavits you have witnesses you have you know raw data to go through you have statisticians you have all of this right here in front of you and the fact that 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 what we know is so big what they cannot release yet because the, the mainstream media doesn't want to seem to admit this they cannot release their most compelling evidence because it has not been heard in a court of law yet so what they have what we don't know yet that's the kraken okay now with all the names out that, that are being released, we have Dominion, we have Scorecard, we have Hammer, we have Smartmatic, and, and uh, I, I know I'm going to screw it up, the Cytel? Uh, uh, yes, Cytel. Cytel, okay. Uh, with all those, can you explain a little bit how they interact, how they all work together, or what's the connection? Okay, so it's not really that they technically work together, it's that they're all connected. So, um, if you read the articles, specifically the most recent article that I put out, um, when it was explaining their ownerships and and who owns what and the name changes and holding companies and acquisitions, every one of the companies, including ones that one that's not really being focused on now right now, is the ES and S, S systems. They are all connected. Um, D- Dominion specifically, we'll talk about that one first. It acquired Diebold, which changed its name to, I can't remember, I'd have to pull up the article. It was Diebold first, or Diebold, or however people want to say it, uh, pronounce it. Yeah, a lot of people um, are more familiar with Diebold. Yeah, but, so that was the original name. It changed its name to, to a different name that I'm not recalling at this minute. And Dominion acquired that company. And then they also acquired, acquired Sequoia Voting Systems, which used to be owned by Smartmatic. Um, 
some of these some of these acquisitions were done. The the reason why they say that they were done was because of the antitrust um, law, so that no company would have too much power and it would you know create competition or whatever. But if you dig into it a little bit deeper, you'll see that some of these specifically were forced acquisitions done under the Obama administration. And what occurred was that Dominion went from almost an unheard of company that it kind of like appeared out of nowhere all of the sudden to being responsible for a large percentage of our votes in this country. Uh, and this, when that happened, and then they acquired a piece from ES&S, which was the Diebold, and a piece from uh, Smartmatic, which was the Sequoia Voting Systems, they now have licenses and software from both of those companies. Um, Smartmatic has absolutely unequivocally denied any kind of connection to Dominion, but Lord Mollick, or however you say his name, is on tape in an interview for the um, Smartmatic's role in the Philippines elections, which was highly contested, mm-hmm. um, saying that they have a licensing agreement with Dominion. So they're, the thing that I think is important is, number one, they are all connected. Number two, they pass back and forth ownership of, of other smaller companies and software licenses under name changes, acquisitions, and then they hide mm-hmm. behind these shell companies and holding companies and they hold back their ownership of who really owns it. What are they really tied to, if that makes sense? That does, and that actually goes into one question that we were asked was, who, who actually does own Dominion? And I know that was a topic in today's uh, uh, press conference. Uh, can you talk about that, what you found or what you just know? Okay, so Dominion is owned by a private company called Smart Street Capital. It's a private company, so it's not publicly traded. And it listed its owners and board uh, ex- board of executives online. That acquisition happened, uh, I think, in 2010, I think. Uh, before that, it was privately owned and founded by two kind of no-name people. It oh, wasn't gosh. until Obama um, administration got involved in where I just talked about. Um, Dominion kind of went from a, a nothing to a something that Smart Street Capital stepped in and uh, took private ownership of that. One important note with that, and a kind of an odd connection that I found, was William Kennard is an executive board member of Smart Street Capital. Now, Will, uh, Kennard worked under George Bush, and he was also the former UN ambassador under Obama. Very interesting. Um, but by any chance, do you know which organization of the Obama administration forced this change? Was it the, the Federal Trade Commission, or do you, were you unable to find that? Uh, if you give me a second, I can pull it up. Okay. But you talk, go ahead and keep talking. I'll pull it up. I was just looking at this earlier. I was trying to make notes co- to anticipate what people might ask, but there's just a plethora of information. No, because one of the questions we got asked was, uh, who's Dominion partn- partnered with? And I think you alluded to, they're not so much partnered as they all work together. They share information. They, they trade uh, proprietary information back and forth, sell it back and forth. Am, am I getting that kind of yes. right? And they, okay. they sort of, they license software from each other. So okay. they, they try to have plausible deniability and separate themselves from each other. But if you go through their history over the last decade, you see all of these changing hands and changing names of companies. It makes it kind of difficult to connect them unless you spend a lot of time and write it all down. <laughs> so you don't forget <laughs> who's connected to who. But at the end of the day, they're all connected to each other. 
it, it almost sounds like some of these mafia investigations that have been done uh, in the past where they created shell companies and then sell everything off as soon as they start getting investigated so that exactly. the FBI has to go back and get new uh, uh, new subpoenas for the new companies. Exactly. As a matter of fact, um, let's see, do I have this pulled up? I do. As a matter of fact, one of the companies... I think it was Sequoia Voting Systems. Let me look. Okay, yes. Sequoia Voting Systems was actually under under fire and investigated by none other than Dan Rather for having part of the 2000 election that resulted in the hanging chad in Florida. And they were accused of deliberately supplying poor quality punch card uh, ballots to Palm Beach County. And so they quietly kind of went off the scene, got acquired by Smartmatic, and then got acquired by Dominion. Yeah, that's just a a chain right there of uh, you know problem after problem. But that's probably how they keep uh, keep their reputations as okay. Right. We'll just build a new company. Right. Is matter like Seidel is um, it filed that company filed for bankruptcy this year after being under investigation in Barcelona for nefarious activities regarding um, elections. So what happened to that company? You, you ask. Well. <laughs> Seidel acquired a new company called SOE Software. SOE Software, um, it says, wait a minute. No, let me back up. It was acquired by a new company called Service Point Solutions. So they filed for bankruptcy because they were being investigated. A new company stepped in, acquired them. And then my, my trail kind of went dead because it said it was owned by Paragon Group. But if you search for Paragon Group, you can't find any kind of connection to any existing Paragon Group I could find to Service Point Solutions or Seidel. It's not, there's no connection to it, but that's what it says on their official website and any official documents I could find is that not, they're now owned by this new group of people. Very interesting. Uh, any other companies that we haven't mentioned that uh, you've been made aware of that are in this, uh, this tangle of web? Um, Seidel acquired SOE software in 2012. The only connection that I could find there, it's not really a smoking gun, but, um, I did find a, um, request for information that was prepared specifically for the state of Colorado. Mm -hmm. And it was from SOE software under the control of, uh, Seidel at the time. And the person who presented that was Michael Greenman. Um, I was able to locate Michael Greenman's LinkedIn profile, and he is a former regional manager for Dominion Voting Systems. Okay. Now, for the people that scanned the ballots several times, filled in ballots, uh, do you think they're going to be subpoenaed to testify about their actions at all? If they can be tracked down, if it can be tracked back to the person who did it. Because unfortunately, um, and you know, one person that I would say that is really good to follow um, on Twitter, I'm going to get his Twitter name, um, who has a lot of this more technical information, because I've looked more into like the ownership and what's going on. But this guy mm -hmm. has looked, read through the entire manual. His name is Ron. He's been on Newsmax and his, his handle is at code monkeys with a Z. Um, he looked into the actual manual of the Dominion's uh, voting systems and the security is so wide open anyone could access it and it would be very difficult to trace it back to who did it so the that would those, be up 
for those listening, I do follow him on Twitter. He actually was the uh, the the one who built Eight Chan uh, as part of the uh, technical team there. Uh, so he's already very well known through a lot of these circles. Yeah, he's great. I've been following him very closely and re- learning a lot about the the technical side of the voting systems from him. Yeah, he was literally posting code, I believe. Correct. He's posted all kinds of stuff, code, um, video training from Dominion, uh, Mm -hmm. parts of their manual. Like he's it's kind of mind blowing what he's found. And if you just go and give his profile a look, you'll see just about any question that you have as far as how the Dominion system actually operates. And I do know today he posted a tweet that he is uh, actually working with Jim Jordan's staff uh, with all the information that he's found. He reached out to them and is now working with them. Yes, finally. They they finally started paying attention. <laughs> now, have you in, interviewed any professional statisticians uh, that work in polling or precinct data about the de- validity of these uh, fraudulent claims with Dominions and others? I have not personally interviewed any person yet. I've been doing my own research. Um, I want to make that here. I want to make this statement. I came in here tonight with the intention of, of saying this. I am just a regular person. Like you said in the beginning, I'm a mom. My passion is uh, politics. And the re- one of the reasons for that specifically now is because I have two kids that I don't want to be trapped under socialism whenever they're old enough to, to fend for themselves. So with that being said, all of the information that I found, I found it as a regular person. I'm not mm-hmm. any, anybody special. I'm not as uh, a, um, st- you know, I don't have a degree in statistics or poli-sci or anything like that. So this is all information that we can, we can help each other find. And it's important because the mainstream media is not going to do it for regular citizen journalists like me or anyone that wants to do this to be able to find this information. With that being said, I focus so much on the research end of it. I have not yet reached out to actual people, but I plan to. That's uh. Bernie Giuliani was talking a lot about that, how there's stuff out there that anyone could have looked at it. Uh, he has preserved it so that, you know, if it gets taken down or whatnot, you'll still be able to, to get access to it. But, uh, yeah, apparently there's even training videos out there uh, through Dominion and whatnot. Uh, is that the type of things you're referring to? Uh, yes, the the training videos and stuff is, is part of it, but also just following the, the rabbit hole and the trail um, out there and making the connections. Um, like, I, like I was saying before, these companies have tried very hard through name changing and selling companies and changing, you know, changing who owns what and acquiring this company and then selling this company and, you know, dipping out of this investigation so that people aren't aware that a company that has such a horrible reputation like Smartmatic is still involved in our elections. As a matter of fact, did you know that Los Angeles County in California contracted Smartmatic to design, build, and implement their hardware and software that is licensed and owned by Los Angeles County to them and not under the name Smartmatic? Really? Yes. That is one thing I did not include in my my latest article, and it will be coming out in my newest article once I get to write it. That's uh, that's very interesting. Uh, 
because that doesn't seem like a uh, normal procedure. <laughs> it does not seem like normal procedure and it gives a, you know, um, a separation between the equipment they're using and Smartmatic because Smartmatic has been under fire for years. Smartmatic is, is probably worse, I'd say, than Dominion in that it has been proven that it was used to manipulate votes in venezuela it was started and owned by you know venezuelans and is now partnered with sgo which is lord mollick and it's got ties to soros and clinton and all of that now here's an interesting question that a, a viewer sent in when these voting systems were selected for our elections was there a review process that addressed the chain of custody for american votes and did they approve that our votes could be aggregated and counted overseas from all of the, I've, I've read through several um, of the presentations and there's, if you go on the, the Se Secretary of State websites um, for individual states, you'll see the uh, documents listed there as, as far as like their approvals and their certifications of the um, voting systems that they chose. And I don't, have not seen anything about chain of custody in any of those mm -hmm. that I've read so far. So I, my initial answer to you would be, I don't think so. Very interesting, yeah, because any poll worker knows generally chain of custody is uh, the biggest thing that they are always trying to protect. Right. Well, that wasn't very protected this year. Um, I heard in Georgia that some of the, the uh, Dominion voting systems showed up at 2 a.m. the night before election. And if you look at that information, they said that the serial numbers that of the machines that were delivered did not match the serial numbers that they were told they were going to get and that the security mechanism on uh, like the physical um piece that was supposed to be like the tag that was supposed to stay closed to, mm -hmm. to say that it's secure they were open and they were instructed to use the machines like that so there was big things that happened in chain of custody so that's a great question mm -hmm. uh this next question comes from danielle uh uh wants to know what do you think are the chances of trump being able to to get a win at this point uh realistically if you look back historically it's going to be difficult it's going to um take a lot of hard work it's going to require him not to give up and it's going to require him to not absolutely under any circumstance concede which ironically was advice that hillary clinton gave the only good advice she's probably ever given is to not concede um as far as what i think about him winning on the merits if they will hear it and if you will have a um, be able to produce evidence in a court of law, I think he has an amazing um, legal team. I think he has more than enough evidence to win on the merits. Um, but I'm not a judge and I don't want to say what a judge will or will not do. I hope that they would hear it fairly and follow the Constitution and not be political about it. Um, if he gets in front of the Supreme Court, I think he has a good chance of something happening there. I don't really want to speculate what. Um, might happen there. Um, at this point, there's so much wrong with this election that um, there's a good chance that whether it gets to the Supreme Court or if the certifications of the states are not certified by December 14th, that we go into the 12th Amendment, which um, would be good for us if we went to the 12th Amendment. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that really stands out to me, because uh, I have been following a, a a couple of uh, different statisticians, uh, specifically ones who focus on polling and vote counting, uh, is how statistically improbable 
a lot of the vote counting that we've seen, how that is. And, and by that, I mean precincts that went 100% for Biden or large batches of, of votes that mm-hmm. went 98% for Biden. Like, even in your bluest of blue areas, your reddest of red, you really don't see that. No. Um, I mean, even to the uh, what they were talking about today with the the overvote and the the voter turnout, where so there's ca- there's counties in or precincts in Wayne County, Michigan that have up to 350 voter turnout, and that doesn't make someone bat an eye and say, how can we have 350 percent voter turnout? And if you want to, you know, people want to say, well, they have same day registration. Okay, I don't think they had that much same day registration. Like you said, statistically, it's improbable, if not impossible. Mm-hmm. But if you want to compare it to something else, um, and I don't know for sure. I've got someone in here from Australia, but in countries where it's mandatory to vote, where you are fined if you don't vote, they don't even have 100% turnout. Um, most of the time, it's in the in the high 90s. So to have yeah. somewhere where we have 100% turnout or 350% turnout in a country where it's your choice to vote, that's just not going to happen. It's it's statistically impossible. Yes. Uh, uh, for instance, uh, I do know Australia, company, countries like that. Yeah, they typically see where it's mandatory to vote. They typically see about 96% right? because uh, there's always that. You know, you have people in the hospital, you have people who are out of the country, things along those lines. Right. There's uh, there's no way that 100 percent or even, you know, 96 percent people voted in this country. I just don't I don't believe it for a second. But beyond that, to have 100 plus 300, who who is who is defending that? Who believes that? <laughs> it's, it's and that's what gets me is is the statistical improbability. I mean, you can flip a coin and it, it land on its edge, but it's not likely to happen. And pretty much what they're saying is it not just happened, it's happened in multiple states, multiple times in many precincts. In the exact same way. Everything yes. happened in the exact same way. That's, and um, go ahead. I believe Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani pointed that out, that a couple precincts had the exact same vote totals just minutes apart. Right. Yes. Uh, the, I do want to post this up. This is less of a question, more of a comment. I just want to get your reaction to it. This is, comes from Liquid One. All of these third-party companies with shady interest is ridiculous when trillions of dollars and our livelihoods are on the line. Absolutely. That, that's one of the things that I was saying in the beginning, the fact that we let it get this far. And <laughs> ironically, the, if you go to New, New York Times in 2012 or the, the article they keep referring to about, you know, where Amy Klobuchar and other people were, you know, demanding that we have more transparency and these voting systems aren't secure. And then they just dropped it. It's not, this isn't a a party issue. This should be a nation issue. And it did cross the aisle until this election. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now all of a sudden it's okay and everything's fine. It's the most secure election we've ever had in the history of America. Uh, Let me ask you this. Have you seen any possible involvement of the clintons or the clinton foundation at all we know that they're a big trump enemy they believe that the 2016 election was stolen from hillary uh even though we, we a lot of the states were not this close uh did no, you no see in 26 like in 2016 i actually believe that they used the same mechanism to cheat um they just didn't cheat enough and um 
I do want to talk about the hammer and scorecard and percentages in a minute, but sure. so don't let me forget. But um, the connection with them is that there is donations from Dominion to the Clinton Foundation. There is a partnership between the, the Clinton Foundation and Dominion on um, a project. I can't remember the name of the project, but it's listed in one of my articles. Um, and then with Smartmatic, Smartmatic shares office space with Tide's company in Canada um, that has connections to um, George George Soros's open society uh, mm-hmm. funds that make donations to um, companies like the Clinton Foundation. So, yeah, it's all interconnected. It's just a big, absolute just mess of, of connections everywhere. <laughs> it, it seems like definitely a mess just to, to sit through. But, you know, as I've done research before, it, you know, you have to pay attention to dates. You got to pay attention to people, where personnel goes, things like that. So it's it's a very big bear. Uh, it's very interesting to see that uh, Sidney Powell has teamed with uh, the administration and Rudy Giuliani on this Uh because she was able to do a lot of that for General Flynn. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to go far away. Let's go ahead and talk about the hammer and scorecard. Okay. So that was what interested me first. That's what got me going down this whole rabbit trail that has consumed my life since the election. <laughs> um, is I, I can't remember exactly the first thing that I heard, or first person I heard talking about hammer and scorecard, but I was like, what is this? So I, I started looking into it. And it's not new information. Um, Hammer is a program that was developed for the CIA. um, And its purpose, it's software. Its purpose is to penetrate secure systems without detection. It was designed to use on other countries. um, And there were safeguards in place. However, um, what happened, again, under Obama in 2009 was that uh, John Brennan and James Clapper commandeered this software to use it as a tool to spy on American citizens. Um, There was a whistleblower, Dennis Montgomery, who you can find these if you Google the whistleblower tapes. There's 47 hard drives that he released and spoke on that uh, proved what was happening. Now, who is Dennis Montgomery? Dennis Montgomery was the person who who designed the software. He was contracted Mm -hmm. by the NSA, the CIA, you know, all the three-letter companies to um create software and when he saw what was happening because the agreement and the way that he built the hammer software was it was not supposed to be used domestically so he you know came out and gave all that information this was a long time ago and it was kind of pushed off to the side well scorecard is an application that is used in conjunction with hammer it's an it's an app basically and once hammer has penetrated the uh, a secure system like voting like a voting system Scorecard then runs the application and it runs an algorithm to change the votes. And what it does is when um, the votes are tabulated and then they are sent to the election reporting system, whoever it is, I think Edison is who did the reporting for um, most of the the big networks, CNN, CBS, NBC, Mm -hmm. um, Fox News used AP. Uh, in that data transfer is when the um, votes are switched. And it, I keep saying 3%. It could be changed 3%, whatever. It's a small percentage. The The idea is that it changes a small percentage as each batch is sent over so that it's not mm-hmm. noticed what's happening. It literally switches the votes. And some people, I don't know, I'm sure at this point everyone has seen the videos of the live TV 
on CNN or whatever channel mm-hmm. where on one second you have these amount of votes for um, Joe Biden and these amount of votes for Donald Trump. And then as soon as it updates, it switches it. Donald Trump's votes actually went down by the same exact amount mm-hmm. that Biden's scores went up. So that's one way that they can change it. And then the other thing I want to talk about is there's settings actually inside of Dominion software that allows you to calculate uh, vote totals, not by uh, points like one point, one vote, two vote, three vote, but by percentages. And I think Sidney Powell was talking about that today, where you can weight it differently. One vote for uh, Donald Trump is 75% of a vote and a vote for uh, Biden is, you know, however much, you uh, 1.25 so that you have more of the percentage of votes going to joe biden versus donald trump now whether they used um the internal software um which is just a feature of dominion or whether they also used and deployed um hammer and scorecard which is why i said that the the servers overseas could be really big news before because they could have been using that software over there um Oh, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually have a question because is this, is this the software that, that people are speculating why the vote count stopped suddenly in the middle of the night? That's thank you. That's where I was going with that. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So whether, whichever one it was they used, it's very interesting that the votes stopped. They stopped counting votes. Highly regular. Yes, very highly irregular. I mean, even to the point of saying there was a pipe that burst in Atlanta that ended up being a leak. There was no pipe that burst, but at least they tried to give a reason. Um, and all of these these key cities and these key states, they just stopped counting votes. Mm-hmm. And then a couple hours later, there was this mass amount of votes that was entered in. There's a couple uh, of different ways. All the votes stopped. All the vote counting stopped in Democrat-controlled cities: Milwaukee, yes. uh, Detroit, yeah. uh, Atlanta. Uh, right. All at about the same time. Yep. And then when they all came back a couple hours later, all of a sudden there was all these new all these new votes. I have a couple mm-hmm. of theories on that. Um they I I feel like they still didn't cheat enough. <laughs> like they didn't <laughs> cheat enough in twenty sixteen because they didn't expect as many votes um for Donald Trump to get that he got. Yeah, and, because uh, at, at that point i mean i was live watching and at that point it was almost getting to not just statistical improbability but statistical impossibility for joe biden to surpass trump in a lot of states right and then you have to think too if they were already switching votes at that point imagine how big the vote was for donald trump because what we saw was just uh, above and beyond it was surplus what they didn't expect okay mm-hmm. so then they stopped voting i mean stopped the vote then they can go in and they can adjust their algorithms. They can adjust the weighted percentages. They can adjust the the, the vote switching uh, software, wh- whichever one it was that they were using. And there's also a feature in Dominion where you can drag and drop. Now, um, I was looking at something or reading or someone said something earlier. I can't remember where I got the information from. Again, there's so much information um, about the fact that some of these all of these places the amount of votes that were tabulated in the amount of time they were tabulated could not physically it's not physically possible with the equipment that they have to scan that many votes it's Mm -hmm. just it's not possible there was no way they didn't have enough machines so 
they could have just drag and dropped empty blank votes and had it tell the system, calculate it with this algorithm. And that's how we got so many votes all at one time. Now, the ballot, the, the uh, truckloads of, of ballots that got brought in, I think that was just their backup to, to have ballots to say that, oh, it was a bunch of mail-in ballots. Um, you know, like we got a, we got a big load of melon ballots that they counted in two hours. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, this uh, next question is related to this. Uh, it, did you see the Crowder episode today that covered the regularities in Michigan regarding the 173,000 votes that had no registered voters column information at all? Did I see the what? The Crowder? Is that what she did? Yeah, Stephen Crowder. Uh, he did an episode today. He also put it out on Twitter. Uh, they found in Michigan 173,000 votes, but there's no registered voters column information. Uh, I did not see that episode today. Um, I watched the press conference and then did what I had to do around the house, so I didn't get to see that. But I will definitely go watch it. But we can talk about it. Because, yeah, uh, I did see where that was put out, and I did not watch the Crowder episode, but I did see his tweets uh, on that. And yeah, so apparently these were ballots from unregistered voters is how it looks like on paper, uh, because there is no registered information for them. Uh, uh, also, I do want to go back to can Trump take the W uh, with all these states. It's important to remember that 270 is still the key of electoral college votes. Right. You, if you take Wisconsin, Michigan, or Pennsylvania, any of those three, any of those three states, if you subtract just one of them from Joe Biden's total, he does not have the electoral college votes to secure the win. So as we go forward and these states move to audit and possibly certify, that becomes very important. Yes. Yeah, and I also want to. Um I lost my train of thought again. Wow. Yes. It's, it's, it a, happens. Day. it's, a, it's very important to, to uh, point that out that um, all he needs is a couple of states to win, um, to win the election. And I definitely lost my train of thought. So go ahead. I, I don't even think he needs to win those states. I think if the vote totals are questionable enough to where they can't certify uh, just enough to take those electoral, electoral college votes, from Biden, we're looking yes. at a situation where it goes into the House of Representatives. Right. If neither one of them can reach a majority, then there's no other option other than to invoke the 12th Amendment and let the House select the president, which we hold, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we have a, a 30 to 19 majority. Uh, actually, yes, I think I think you're actually I think it might be 31 to 19. Is it 31 uh, to 19 now? I believe that is, but the, also the, the big thing to note is it's not the current House of Representatives that votes. It's right. the incoming one. Um, and that has happened before uh, where there was enough contention uh, that uh, the vote count was in such disarray that it did have to go to the House of Representatives. And I'll tell you that that was actually Rutherford B. Hayes, uh, his election. Uh, right. was not uh, on a certified vote for all the states. Uh, so that was very interesting that we actually have precedent. So if it goes in front of the Supreme Court, they're going to have actually somewhere where it's happened in history before to reach back to. 
Right. Well, and it's in our constitution for a reason. Obviously, there was, you know, forethought that something like this could potentially happen. And in the event that it happened, there was a solution written in by by our forefathers. You know, that's why our constitution is there, which the left hates our constitution. So they're going to hate it. But it's it's the law. So now in all of your research and whatnot, have you been looking at any of the uh, the chat boards on uh, 4chan, 8chan, or Reddit, where people are sharing a lot of information. A lot of it's rumor, uh, you know, things that we're trying to substantiate or, you know, just are unable to substantiate. Have you been looking at any of those? I have looked at every <laughs> kind of information out there. Um, like I said, I've, I've kind of only um, decided to talk about the ones that I could sort of verify. Um, there is a ton of information that is difficult to verify. That doesn't mean it's not true. Um, I mean, this information is hard to verify for a reason because they don't want you to know, <laughs> um, what's going on, but I, I can't, um, tell you exactly where I've looked and what I've seen on what website I'd have to grab my computer out. Um, but I have looked everywhere. There's so much, there was a point the other day where I had probably a hundred tabs open and uh, my son actually said to me, how are you getting anything done? How do you know what you're doing? And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> There's too many tabs. <laughs> well, I, I do want to tell anyone who's who's in here and they're listening uh, to please keep submitting your questions. We're about ready to wrap it up. I do want to ask one question uh, that did come up. How do you think this can be prevented in the future? That's a great question. Um, I think, for one, we don't need to have any kind of system that is in, in use in this country that is owned by a foreign um of any kind of foreign country um and as of right now the the main uh voting systems that we've been talking about every single one of them is owned by foreign entities every one of them there's there's not one company that is a u.s born and 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 <laughs> raised mm -hmm. company um personally i'm not sure that we should be using any kind of digital voting tabulation system at all um anytime anytime we technology is great but it has its downfalls. It's easily, we, as we see, it's easily manipulated. Um, there are, you know, softwares and algorithms and different kind of nefarious things that can be used with it almost undetected. And then it's hard to prove because the footprint isn't necessarily there. <laughs> so even Canada, maybe not everywhere in Canada, but the main, their main federal elections, they don't even use Domin Dominion voting software. They vote by hand ballots. Mm -hmm. And there is a paper trail and... Um, there's, you know, not a, a good way to have a lot of fraud there because of the, what they have in place that coupled with voter ID, which we all agree on, I think would, would stop this. You know, if we have one system nationwide, states aren't all, you know, changing it all, all up all over the place. We get rid of the, the digital tabulators. We go to paper and we have a voter ID. How are you going to steal that? Yeah, uh, and I'll, I do want to point out one thing. Uh, in New York, uh, Trump got very deep into, you know, very blue state, got very deep into Joe Biden's vote totals. I think Joe Biden only won, I think, 50, 55 to 45. And, uh, you know, for a deeply blue state, that's actually a significant uh, jump. New York has some of the most restrictive voting regulations throughout the whole country. It is almost impossible to get a absentee ballot they have voter id you have to give a reason to get an absentee ballot you can't just request one so i think that's uh you know that's a, a, a pretty good tell as to how well the president 
really did that, a blue state, he didn't, Joe Biden was unable to run up the totals there. Right. And Florida did pretty good, too, since DeSantis has taken over and got rid of a lot of the corruption here, especially in uh, I'm in Florida, by the way, mm-hmm. especially in, you know, Broward County and Palm Beach County. Um, you know, got some of those those uh, main players out and really, you know, uh, tighten things up here. We've done a lot better in the the margins, which he won here by by here were big. He cut into the Hispanic vote. He cut into the African-American vote. He just he did really, really well in Florida. And I think in some of these areas where you can see how well he really did. Personally, I think it's indicative of how of how he did across the country. Um, I think if they could ever really prove and I think that they can um, eventually that might not be how they win by proving this. But I think they can eventually prove and show the data of the raw vote totals. I think that he did the same you know everywhere where he dug into totals i don't think that (laughs) that joe biden got anywhere near the amount of votes that they are currently saying that he did as a matter of fact i think it's probably going to be historically low Mm -hmm. well that's uh it's good to point out in florida uh trump won miami-dade county uh first republican to do so since george bush in 2000 who only won it by 500 votes and that's significant because in 2018 brenda snipes was the uh the uh, in charge of the county electorate and she got removed uh by the governor for uh you know a, a lot of very questionable decisions mm-hmm. that she made and if you recall that election uh they said uh uh they said that nelson was gonna beat rick scott by a ton and rick scott ended up pulling it out and uh they also said that uh gillum was gonna win and he ended up losing badly and but all the polls said he was up ten. And he was just going to run away with it. So right. we're seeing a, we're seeing a lot of a lot of parallels to this election. But you remove that county elections board official who, you know, there's enough things to question their judgment, and all of a sudden it flips right back to Republicans. Uh, right, right, and it's not an, it's not enough to just remove these officials so that it, the system needs to be fixed. And I think that the uh, it doesn't matter if it goes. You know, if they they hold off the certifications and, you know, he gets elected by the House and or in any way that he gets elected, I still think that it needs to be exposed mm-hmm. what they did and just how bad that they did it. And it's going to have worldwide ramifications. The software is not just used in America. You know, we know that Smartmatic, you know, <laughs> was used in Venezuela to keep Chavez in power. Like, that's not that's not uh, maybe that's what happened. You know, that the CEO of Smartmatic flat out said they man- they manipulated the vote you know and uh <laughs> it's going to it's going to be a reckoning everywhere i feel like if they they just keep going with it and they expose it and i don't think they're going to give up because any other republic any other conservative or republican that we had in office at this point they would have given up they would have conceded they would have you know tucked their tail between their legs and walked away it doesn't matter if they knew that that voting happened because mm-hmm. that's the system and that's just how they play politics we have the right person for the right time in place right now you know if without donald trump i don't think that we would have ever known about all of this i wouldn't have ever went out and ser- researched i wouldn't have even known to go out and mm-hmm. research this stuff had we not had someone that stood up and said, no, you, you cheated, you got caught, we're going to expose you. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't think they're going to back down at all. I think uh, if you have plywood, uh, 
tacked onto your windows, I wouldn't take it down anytime soon. That's just myself. <laughs> Absolutely agree with you. <laughs> Before we wrap up, is there anything that we haven't discussed that you think uh, is important for us to know? Um, I just I would encourage everyone to um, take a look at the articles that I've written so far. Uh, if you go to our Twitter page, our New Right Network's Twitter page, um, it's at New Right Network. There is a tweet that's pinned to the top, and that's got the articles that I've written so far. Um, there's three, and we, you know, I started out with the Hammer and Scorecard, and then I went to the Hammer Scorecard and Dominion Connection, and then I expanded farther and included these other companies that we've been talking about. Um, I will continue to do my due diligence and anything that I find I will share as soon as that I can verify it. Um, like I said, I don't want to, to share a bunch of conspiracy theory. If I share something, it's because I've, I have a source and I have confirmed it. Mm -hmm. Um, and with that being said, you can click through on every one of those articles and you can, um, check the sources and that will lead you down, um, paths where you can do further reading for yourself. Um, I would also encourage anyone that's here, if they find out something, if you find a connection, share it with us. Um, uh, I'll be more than happy to dig into it. That's what I was going to ask you next was where can everyone find you if they have information they want to, you know, they're looking for you on the Internet. Where could they reach out to you? I am at MAGA Rose Taylor on any platform that I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> I am on Twitter. I'm on Parler. I'm here in Discord. I really kind of abandoned using Facebook because I just can't stand that platform, but I am also there. Um, and it's Maga Rose Taylor everywhere. I think I have a gab as well. Um, you can send it directly to me. You can also submit tips at info at newrightnetwork.com. And if you would be interested in joining us and writing with us or joining um, my writing and editing team, I would be more than happy to, to have you on board at this time where we don't have uh, mainstream media that we can trust. Citizen journalism is absolutely needed and we are a big group of volunteers and this is what we do we take a mom you know that has a bunch of time on her hands and digs through the internet to find the truth uh, i appreciate you doing this ama with us today and i want to remind all of our viewers uh that you can find us at www.newrightnetwork.com also at www.nrnplus.com. You can follow us on Twitter and all other social media at, at New Right Network. And uh, yeah, thank you all for joining us today. You've been listening to New Right Network, mobilizing, countering, energizing. Online at newrightnetwork.com.